with all that's happening in the world, we are wishing you all the best in health, happiness, and love. Be safe. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Lunita. I'm Justin. And I'm Nina. And we're just two parents coming at you from our tiny-ass apartment in Brooklyn. Luna is currently at daycare, which we love and she loves. So happy for her, seriously. For all the parents out there who have their kids in daycare, like we understand what you were talking about this whole time. It's... We were lucky enough to be able to spend the majority of her childhood up until now with her. But then to see her grow in just, what, two weeks? Yeah, she's doing fantastic. We're so proud of you, Munchkin. So with that being said, Luna's at daycare, which means we have ample time to record. As you know, that's the only time we get to record is when Luna is sleeping or with someone who can watch her. So this week's episode, we are talking about everyone's favorite topic, psychedelics, Uh, one of my personal favorites, I know that. Um, This week, we are going to be talking about trip sitting, all right? Season two, episode five, trip sitting done right. Um, But before we get started, we do want to add a quick disclaimer. Many psychedelics are categorized as Schedule I substances by the federal government, meaning that the possession, distribution, and the use of these substances carry felony charges, large financial penalties, and the possibility of incarceration. We do not condone or encourage the use of illegal substances. We are simply providing an educational foundation for those interested in the topic. Also, just want to remind everybody to test your substances. Elevation Chemicals has partnered up with us to provide all of our listeners with a 10% discount at checkout. ElevationChemicals.com. Love them. Use code LUNITA. Better to be safe than sorry. Always test your substances. So let's um, jump right into it. You know, what is... A trip sitter. So a trip sitter is basically someone sober who will watch over one or maybe more than one person as they trip on psychedelics. They are there to make sure that no physical harm comes to the trip sitter while also doing their best to guide the journeyer out of any negative thought loops. Mm -hmm. Those can be really hard to get out of on your own. And having somebody there to support you makes all the difference in the world. And, and to just reassure you that everything is all right. And some qualities of a good trip sitter, and we're actually going to talk about pro tips to finding a good trip sitter and, and the responsibilities of a trip sitter here shortly. But some good qualities to have as a trip sitter or in a trip sitter are trustworthiness. Please make sure it's someone you trust. We understand that there is more and more of a um, 
market for people advertising themselves as professional trip sitters as we get closer towards decriminalization and legalization of psychedelic substances across the country. But just because somebody advertises that they are a professional trip sitter or whatever doesn't mean that's who you need to go with. You need to really trust the person that you're going to be in a very vulnerable space with. So make sure, please, 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 that it's someone that you trust wholeheartedly. Yeah, this goes right back to the two most important aspects of preparing for a psychedelic journey, and that is set and setting. So your setting is the people that will be around. Mm -hmm. That's part of the setting. And if you don't feel comfortable with the person that you're going to be around, it's going to take a toll on your trip. And potentially put you at a various level of risk. Yeah. So trustworthiness, number one. Right. Also, so you want to find somebody who is knowledgeable on the topic of psychedelics. Yeah. Please make sure it's somebody that knows what they're doing and knows what they're talking about. And knows what they're about to get themselves into. Oh, yeah. All right? You don't just want to invite your cousin, Bobby, who Bobby. took mushrooms once back whenever they were 16. And Bobby, you know Bobby. now they're going to be chilling on your couch eating Cheetos while you're going through some spiritual yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get the hell out of here, Bobby. So somebody who's knowledgeable on the topic of psychedelics, all right? And then lastly, somebody that just is respectful. Seriously. Respectful of you, respectful of the substances, and respectful of the journey that is about to occur. Yeah, that's really important. So we're going to talk more about what to look for in a trip sitter later, but please keep this in mind. Yes. So now we're going to move on to talking about why should you have a trip sitter or consider having a trip sitter. For me personally, I do not like to trip alone where there's nobody with me. Uh, That's not how I roll. I know that some people enjoy it. That's fine. But I think it's important to remember that even if you've taken psychedelics, hundreds of millions of times, (laughs) which is obviously like, wow, that's a lot of times. You're never going to get the same experience twice. You never know what you're going to expect or how your body's going to react or what's going to come up. And because psychedelics can be so unpredictable in how they affect you, I feel for me personally, it's always better to have someone there who's sober, who can help me out because it's a scary experience. Taking psychedelics is terrifying. It's not for everyone. We're not saying that you should do this if you haven't before. You really need to consider this and weigh out your options and do your research. But having a trip sitter with you during a psychedelic experience can greatly reduce the likelihood of an accident happening. We hear these freak stories all the time, which are mainly, you know, propaganda to scare us away from using substances that can be life-altering. But we have heard the freak stories and the accidents and the tragedies that have happened from people 
tripping on psychedelics and harming themselves or harming someone else or getting arrested. Or something as dumb as turning on the oven and forgetting that it's on. Or like cutting off all your hair. Like, I just grew this shit out, (laughs) you know? So either way, having a trip sitter there can be very, very helpful because they act as your sober set of eyes. Yeah, sure. Eyes, ears, nose. Body part, whatever. They're the so they're gonna make they're gonna help you out. Yeah, they're there to make sure that the, the trip goes smooth. Also, why have a trip sitter? It's so that the journeyer has someone available to ground them and remind them that they are doing okay. Sometimes whenever you're in these spaces, you may begin to panic that your physical body is not safe mm-hmm. or that your physical body is has been poisoned or that you're dying or something yeah it that. can feel very real and sometimes you just need somebody there to remind you that hey no you're you're all right man you're looking perfectly healthy you're okay you're doing great there's nothing to worry about yeah there's no responsibilities that you need to take care of at the moment you had planned for this. You have prepared for this. And You're just ready for all this. around be supportive. No doubt. Because, you know, getting into these spaces and those negative thought loops are very real. You can find yourself thinking up the most insane hypotheticals and your mind will just run away with it. Yeah, so it's very somebody, hard. Having someone there to, to remind you that you're okay and that the world is okay around you. It, can yeah. definitely be assuring and definitely spin that trip right back into a positive one. No doubt. And um, lastly, why have a trip sitter? Now, there's plenty of reasons, but these are the three that we decided to cover. Having a trip sitter allows the journeyer to go even deeper without having fear of interference by the outside world. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the difficulty of the trip is actually in the fact that you're not letting go of reality. Yeah. Surrendering to the substance is a really important part of having a positive experience. That doesn't mean the whole time it's going to be positive because sometimes a good trip can be one where you learned from yourself or you healed something. But in doing so, you may have had to confront some old demons or relive some traumas. And that can be hard. But we've said this before, and it's so important to understand that a difficult trip doesn't always mean a bad trip. Yeah, sometimes the difficult trips are your most profound and healing trips that allow you the most growth. Mm -hmm. So it's important to be able to dig into these and to truly understand what you're feeling and, and to fully immerse yourself in the experience. And having a trip sitter around allows you to do that because, you know, you don't have to worry about the door buzzer ringing and answering the door, answering a phone call. Or your cat hacking up a hairball and tripping you out or your dog needing to take a shit. Like somebody else will be there to hold down the fort, if you will, and kind of just make sure that your home or your space is still your space, but also going along accordingly with the normal flow of how things go. Yeah, definitely. 
So with that, we want to jump into the trip sitter responsibilities here. All we right. also want to just emphasize being asked to be someone's trip sitter is not something that you should take lightly. It's a big deal. And for someone to come to you and say, look, I'm thinking about taking psychedelics. You're the person that I would like to be with me while I go through this experience. That is like a huge fucking honor. And that means that person has most likely really considered who in their life they trust, who in their life they want to go through this experience with. And if it's not something you think you can dedicate at least six hours, six to eight hours, depending on the substance of time to, because you have- Six to 12. Yeah, because you have a test to study for the next day, or you have work, or you're going through your own shit, then you need to let them know. Because- when you're trip sitting for someone else, you have your full responsibility for that period of time only dedicated to them. You don't get to be sitting on Instagram or fighting with your girlfriend on the phone or answering work emails. Like, this is a big deal. This is someone's mental health that you are at least temporarily responsible for. And so treat it as such. Yeah. And understand that there are specific responsibilities that come with that, which is exactly what we're about to jump into. So a trip sitter's responsibility is first and foremost to protect the journeyer. Or for those of you who are like, what is journeyer? The person tripping. So this is physical protection. As we were talking about earlier, making sure the house doesn't burn down, making sure the police don't show up, making sure everything is taken care of, and that they are physically healthy and safe. It's also mental and spiritual protection. Mental protection being making sure that they get out of those negative thought loops and making sure that the trip or journey progresses on and doesn't get too difficult. Spiritually, you just want to protect the space, hold the space, be aware that this is a spiritual journey that this person is taking, and respect the sacredness of that journey. Definitely. That's your number one priority. And if you don't think you can do it, tell them to ask someone else. Yeah. All right. Number two, taking notes for the journey There has been countless times where Justin or I have intended to take notes and write down what we were experiencing when we were under the influence of a substance. But sometimes it doesn't always go that way. Sometimes I'm like, I really want to journal this and write hour by hour what I'm feeling. And then I look back at my notes and it's like fucking five pages of cats and scribble. Like, what? The ideas during these journeys and the amount of information that is pretty much downloaded into you is sometimes a little bit overwhelming and beyond the capability of somebody under the influence. Mm -hmm. But they're so insightful that me as a tripper, I like to try to record these insights and record these experiences And having a trip sitter there who can do just that helps with the whole process. Yeah. And and notes help with the process of integration afterwards, which is when the real work actually begins. Yeah. So 
if you are going to be trip sitting for someone, come prepared with a few things, pen and paper should be one of them. You can take notes for the person if they ask you to. Absolutely. And, you know, they don't have to be crazy, meticulous notes, but just to give the tripper a sense of how the journey flowed and any insights they may have blurted Mm -hmm. out or anything like that. Maybe things they kept saying on repeat or whatever, because you're not going to remember everything you say. Yeah. When you're under the influence. Yeah. Third, the trip sitter is there to create a space for a smooth journey. Please. Right? This means things such as managing the playlist. So if somebody's having a little bit of a difficult experience, shifting the song. Yeah. A lot of the times is all they need to to get out of that space. And sometimes it's a little bit difficult whenever you're under the influence to sit there and grab your phone and try and oh, reach no. through and... I can't look at my phone when I'm on the Find the perfect song, yeah. Absolutely not. Or like they're playing music and then a Spotify ad comes on. Maybe mute the ad so they don't freak the fuck out. You know, just be thoughtful. Be thoughtful. Yeah. And helping them move around the space Mm -hmm. creates for a smoother journey. Let's say they have to use the restroom. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many times I have wobbled my ass into the bathroom just crawled my stupid ass to take a piss would have been easier if i had a trip sitter yeah yeah lift you up off the ground and kind of which is why i catch your footing have a trip sitter now yeah or just strap a depend on me and (laughs) let's get ready to do this you know and then things such as answering the door Mm mm-hmm uh, making sure that there's food available if the tripper would like some food. Making Keeping sure that water is refilled. Mm-hmm. So important. Nothing is more awful during a trip than having something unexpected happen that's out of your control. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. That's like my worst fear in life is like tripping and the mailman comes. No. There was no. a time I was tripping and a canvasser for like some politician decided that this was the perfect time to buzz my door and come upstairs and talk to me about why I need to vote for this guy. And I know I freaked him the hell out. Like you're my ruining giant my ass life. pupils, but I know he freaked me out as yeah, well. You're and, ruining uh, my life. Go away. Yeah. Like you don't even know what's happening in here, you sir. Back up. Understand. <laughs> so important in that sense for the trip sitter to take responsibility of that and to just make sure that the outside world doesn't interfere with this inner journey. So important. Yeah. And then lastly, trip sitter's responsibility. Now this is also the responsibility of the tripper as well, but a good trip sitter should help the journey or prepare for this trip. Yeah. Just like, If you, when I was a kid and I used to babysit neighbors on my block, I would come with like a backpack full of fun shit. I'd have like bubbles and a flute and markers and a slinky, literally bring all of those things and whatever else you and the person have discussed. Come with tools, come with resources, because when you're under the influence of psychedelics, everything feels new and amazing and like you're seeing it for the first time with new 
eyes, which technically you kind of are, but like you have no idea how dope it would be if my trip sitter showed up with like a bubble machine. I would just be a lovely experience. So do your research, have a convo prior, but also come with stuff to do that maybe the tripper hadn't thought of themselves. Might be helpful. You know, I could go on. Also, the responsibility of the trip sitter is to be prepared themselves. Mm -hmm. So do your research, understand what journey may occur, understand why this person is undergoing this Mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. Understand if you can how some of their traumas might be a setback or a limitation, just like they are for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just. All around prep. Yeah. Prep is extremely important. Just be prepared. Right? So with all that, we are going to be jumping into our pro Now we actually broke this down into two separate parts. Pro tips for being the best trip sitter that you can be. And pro tips for finding the best trip sitter for you. Mm-hmm. So we have a good bit here. Again, all this is going to be on the blog, lunita.nyc. Highly recommend you go check that out. Going to have it in a little bit more detail with some resources as well. So pro tips for being the best trip sitter. First and foremost, very important. This is, you know, you shouldn't even have to say this really, but you do have to say this. But we do. Have a conversation prior to the experience. Not like right before they eat it. Not like while they're waiting for it to kick in. Like a few days to a few weeks in advance. You should have at least one one hour conversation where you talk with the person who's going to be tripping about their expectations of you and you verbalize your expectations of them. And you include an emergency plan, please. Yeah, don't just assume that if things go sour or there is a difficult experience that they would want you just calling the ambulance or the police. Literally, please talk about that, especially if one or both of you is a person of color. That is not a joke. We all know how police are with black and brown people in our country. If you or the person you're tripping or the person tripping is a person of color, this conversation about police going to the hospital, calling a doctor has to be talked about first. And you need to explicitly ask the person, as your trip sitter, how will I know if you need medical attention? Are you on any medications that I need to know about? Do you have any allergies or any history of weird shit happening to you when you've taken substances before? You know, like example, I have asthma. Justin knows I have asthma. One time when we were tripping, as the trip was coming on, I was experiencing shortness of breath. If Justin had not known I had asthma and had not said, here, 
take a couple deep breaths and take a hit of your inhaler, that could have gone south very quickly. Not only because in my own head, I was starting to freak out, but if he was someone who didn't know that about me, he could have mistaken it for an asthma attack starting or whatever the fuck. So have these conversations prior to the trip, please. Better to be over-prepared than under-prepared. Always. Pro tip number two, have a playlist available. Music is so important during these journeys. It's, I can't imagine having a journey without music. I can't either. But if you want to do it in silence, that's your choice. But have a playlist available that is both that the tripper has and the trip sitter has in case somebody's phone dies or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say even better, instead of you creating the playlist and bringing it along, create the playlist with the tripper. Or let the tripper do it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Number three, very important. Listen to season one, episode nine of Lunita, Tripping 101. For real, we give a lot of information and it will give you the best sense of how to really prepare for a psychedelic journey what items to have available to make the journey as smooth as possible, etc., etc. Yeah, and what to expect during the journey and afterwards how to integrate that journey. So if you're looking for the best way to prepare for being a trip sitter, check out our guide, Tripping 101, a guide to the psychedelic journey. Please. Next, make yourself available in the days and weeks after the journey to discuss it with the person you trip sat. It's important to understand that your job as a trip sitter doesn't end when their trip does. Integration is a really important, profound part of a psychedelic experience. And sometimes it can take days or even weeks after the person's tripped to really make sense of it. Shit, I'm still still trying to make sense of some of mine and it's been years so a make never sure ending journey for it sure. really is so make sure that you're available to have a follow-up conversation after the trip has happened give it a few days yeah i mean the tripper is going to probably want to be picking your brain asking you what they heard or saw from their perspective what specific notes might mean and also just what they were like like, how was it for you to trip sit me? Yeah, because that's just as interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, be available. Definitely. This one, big one, big one in the trip sitting world. Sometimes less is more. You are not there to guide the trip. You are there to make the tripper have a comfortable experience. Right on. So instead of every five minutes, are you okay? Are you feeling okay? Are you feeling okay? That's too much. It's too much. The tripper doesn't need you in the space constantly. The tripper does not need you holding their hand constantly. The tripper does not need you asking them, what's happening now? What are you experiencing now? They might. And that's a conversation you have beforehand. But it's not your trip. This is not your space to guide them through the whole thing. 
This is why the conversation prior is so important. If they really need guidance, there should be a way that you two have discussed a code word or something for them to let you know. Yeah, a lot of trip sitting is actually pretty boring. You're sitting on the couch reading a book, waiting for them to kind of need you. Yeah, or give you a cue that they need support or something. Or maybe they want to talk to you the whole time because they need to process what they're experiencing through talking. And be prepared for that as well. Yeah. The trip sitting is a lot of kind of falling back to the sidelines. This is not your time to shine. This is not about you. Yeah, a hands-off approach can just allow for that much more growth Mm -hmm. to occur. So yeah, you have to to have a lot of patience. Something to think about. Another pro tip, do not be on your phone. No. Do not look disinterested. No. Do not act like you could be somewhere else. Do not say shamey shit like, you're really fucked up. Yeah, that's for sure. Please. I know it goes without saying. Watch your language. Definitely watch your language. Watch your demeanor. This is an experience that plays a lot on the emotions in the room Mm -hmm. and physical language might even play a larger part than actual language in these spaces. Physical language? Body language? Body language, yeah, sorry. Yeah, totally. So be attentive to their needs and be willing to smile at them if they need it. Yeah. Do what you would want. Be aware of the situation. Yeah, exactly. Be aware or do what, I'm sorry, whatever, whatever she said. Do what you would want done to you if it was you in that position. And if you're hearing this and saying to yourself, I would never be in that position, then boo boo, you just canceled yourself out as a trip supporter. Definitely. Oh, I like trip supporter. It's a good one. All right, next, be prepared for a difficult journey. Again, over-prepare versus under-prepared. Sometimes shit gets rough. Sometimes shit gets wild. Sometimes shit gets too wild, and somebody just cannot get out of the space, and they want to get out of the space. And they're freaking the fuck out, and they can't calm down. This is why, A, it's important to have had this conversation before. What do I do if you flip out? Mm-hmm. What calms you down? Mm-hmm. What makes you feel safe? Yes. You need that weighted blanket. You need a glass of soda. You need to hear that song. Let me know in advance because I can't help you when you're in that space because I won't be there with you. Yeah, you can even ask them what their happy place is. Mm-hmm. Maybe they really enjoy nature. You know, mm-hmm. I personally would love if somebody told me to just concentrate and imagine as if I was under a tree, mm-hmm. relaxing with a cool breeze. Mm-hmm. That would put me at ease. Mm-hmm. But everybody has their own, right? Everybody mm-hmm. has their own happy space. So something to discuss beforehand. I have heard of some cases where a trip sitter might have a benzodiazepine on them, such as Xanax. Benzos are known to actually kill the trip so it will end the trip early and of course they um, help fight anxiety so that could bring somebody down in a last ditch effort there to get everything under control 
Obviously, that's a last, last, last resort, and we don't recommend giving anybody anything because you don't know how their body's going to react, and we don't recommend using illegal substances. If you ain't got a script for it, what the fuck? Yeah, you never know how somebody's body is going to react, but if you're a nurse or a doctor or a licensed medical professional and you're also trip-sitting on the side, I would feel more comfortable with somebody who's one of those things. Totally. So if you are having a trip-sitter who is one of those things, talk to them about it. Yeah, maybe something to think about. Just throwing it out there. Next, be considerate of the journeyer's feelings and emotions. Sometimes things can get so real so fast. People can get taken to really dark or emotional or difficult periods of time in their life or be reminded of those times during their trip. And if your person you're trip sitting for starts crying or starts getting upset, be aware of their emotions. It's not just because they're on a substance doesn't mean what they're feeling isn't real. Absolutely. And and this one goes hand in hand with our next one. Do not judge them for those emotions either. Definitely. There could be situations that bring up intense guilt and in, intense shame. Sadness, anger. Traumatizing situations that they may be embarrassed about. Or joy. Shit. The person could be laughing for a really long time. They found joy again or they found something joyful or they were taken to a joyful memory. You don't get to take that from them. Yeah. So yeah, just so be considerate of the person's emotions. And aware that it could be and most likely will be an emotional roller coaster. Definitely. So allow them that space. Next. Talk to them about this beforehand, but if you want and if the trip sitter wants, you can always voice record them too, like through a recorder. Sometimes that can work better than taking notes. Yeah, because then it would probably be the actual voice of the tripper and they'll be able to better understand what was happening in that experience. I know that I have attempted to record my own because writing just got too dang difficult and although I never really got made it back to those recordings, I do have those recordings and they probably offer a lot of good insight. So um, just something to think about. Next, this one's really important. Know your client. Know the person you're trip sitting for. Spend time with them before the day of the journey. It's important that you two are a good fit for one another and that you both feel comfortable with each other. Yeah, there's not much more to say on this. Uh, again, this goes right back to the setting. You need to feel comfortable with them to help them get through their emotional journey. And they need to feel comfortable with you to be able to express their emotional journey. Mm -hmm. That relationship is going to be key in the outcome and experience of the psychedelic journeys. And I just want to say this because... This is real, and you would think, duh, but this is, I don't know, important to say anyways. Even if it is your romantic partner, even if you are dating, 
even if you have been married for 25 years or are engaged or have been sleeping together or have a child together, it does not give you the right to try to have sex with them when they are under the influence. Did you hear that? You cannot have sex with somebody that is tripping on a psychedelic substance if you are sober and you, well, yeah, period. And especially not if they've asked you to be their trip sitter. It is your responsibility as the person who is sober to exercise better judgment and to understand that even if the person is consenting or even if you sleep with them on the regular or have slept with them before, when they are under the influence of any substance, but specifically something as mind-altering as psychedelics, their consent doesn't count. Yeah, that needs said. Um, There is a higher number than we'd like in the community. Of sexual assaults happening when somebody's been tripping. By shamans, by trip sitters, by priestesses and priests. It's just, we're not doing it. Yeah, there's a power dynamic that plays out there, and you should never take advantage of that power dynamic. No matter what. And then this one kind of goes hand in hand with that as well. Um, our final one for being a great trip sitter. Have a conversation with the tripper about touching. Mm-hmm. A hand on the shoulder or a little rub on the back can go a very long way in the psychedelic space and helping reassure the tripper or journeyer that they are doing well, that they are comfortable, that they are safe. But you want to be sure that everyone knows and respects any boundaries beforehand. You do not want to overstep somebody's comfort zone. No. So have a conversation about touching beforehand, even if it's your spouse. Yeah. Moving on to the pro tips to consider when searching for a trip sitter. All right. You are the tripper. What do you look for? In somebody who you want to invite into this space and share this experience with. So for us personally, it's important that the trip sitter has experienced using psychedelics themselves, or at the very minimum has a really in-depth understanding of the meditative space and spirit. I don't believe that you should be trying to take someone else to a place you're not willing to go. If somebody has no understanding of what I'm trying to explain while I'm experiencing it, then it just wouldn't allow me to dig any deeper. Mm -hmm. You don't want to spend your trip explaining to them and educating them on what you're experiencing. Because then that's a waste of your time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's just easier to talk to somebody who's who gets it done the work on themselves. Yeah. yeah, and who gets it? And who gets it? Number two, find someone that you feel you can be totally open with, and that you feel is totally open and honest back with you. Psychedelic journeys are very personal spaces, so be sure your trip sitter is someone you feel comfortable sharing that personal space with. Definitely. And you know, again, set and setting. You want somebody that you can be totally open with because you're literally going to be cracked wide open. Yeah. In all the ways. The experience that you're going to have is going to be reaching into some deep 
parts of your psyche. Some parts you might not even know exist. Yeah, so it's important to be in a comfortable, loving, supportive space. Yeah. Next, we recommend you find someone that believes these substances are sacred and respects them as such. The last thing you need is someone that thinks these are just a party drug. Don't show up at the crib with a smoke machine and a strobe light and a Daft Punk album and think that this is going to be everything I was hoping for. It might be, but I might want a totally different vibe. So you need to be very honest and open with whoever your trip sitter is about what you're looking for and what you need. Yeah, you don't need somebody pressuring you to, oh, come on, man, just hit this joint with me. Just smoke a little more. Just... Have a beer while you're tripping. It'll calm you down. You know, Mm. these are very, very personal experiences. These are very therapeutic spaces. You want somebody that has a lot of professionalism. And you want somebody that understands the importance of these substances Mm -hmm. and the importance of them in therapeutic use, not just in recreational use. And who understands that these substances are medicine. They've been seen and treated as medicine by many, many cultures throughout the centuries. And if that basic level of respect isn't there, then I don't know if that's the person for you. Yeah. We also recommend that you seek out someone that is open-minded and appreciates the unknown and um, possibly even curious about what these experiences may be. Definitely. And lastly, we cannot stress this one enough. Please find someone that you feel comfortable with and that will be supportive of your journey. Yeah, it goes without saying. You want somebody who's rooting for you. You want a cheerleader. You want somebody who has your best interests at heart and somebody that is going to just all around make your experience that much more comfortable, sacred, respected, and... Healing. So finally, we want to hit y'all with the wrap-up because that's going to be pretty much it for today's episode. We want to just start by saying that having a trip sitter can be a profoundly amazing, wonderful gift you give to yourself while you're taking the journey of experiencing psychedelics. And you deserve, especially when you're going to be in a vulnerable state, to be surrounded by love, surrounded by light, surrounded by support. So make sure when you're looking for a trip sitter that you are finding someone that you really, really trust. And if you are considering or about to trip sit someone, remember that it is a real honor to bear witness to somebody as they discover themselves and work on themselves and heal, especially in the rapid environment that psychedelics can provide. And so you owe it to yourself and to them to take this seriously and to be open and honest about your own limitations, your own expectations, and to make sure you can create a sacred safe space. A trip sitter can add a lot of comfort and opportunity for growth during psychedelic experiences. 
Tripsitters should be aware of the responsibilities they have and the role they play in helping others get the most out of these experiences and should not be taken lightly. If you are going to go with a trip sitter, be sure to find someone that you trust, that you feel connected with, and that you know has your best interests at heart. If you're going to be a trip sitter, be aware of the impact that you can have on somebody else's journey and try and make that impact as much of a positive impact as possible. Thank you so much for your time. Happy journeys, safe travels, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much. If you enjoy Lunita, please subscribe and leave a review, share with a friend, or share on your favorite social media platform. If you want to show even more support, consider joining our Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us continue to bring higher quality content to the world. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram, at Lunita Podcast, and be sure to check out lunita.nyc for supplemental posts, additional material, and more. And if you haven't heard it yet today, you are loved, you are appreciated, and we will see you on the other side. Can you say thank you, everybody? Thank you, everybody.